that. Start this. So we have two audio sources that were covered. No, I have written notes. This, I just opened up my figure in case I want to look something up. I did memorize the, the band names. We should be, members. this should be on here. This has to be on here. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We're, we're going. We're going. Oh, are we going? Sure, why not? Oh, okay, it's, We're okay. recording. So, um, I did record, I did go through and, and, I mean, at some point in the past, I knew all their names. And then... Over time, you just listen to Radiohead records and you forget. You know Tom York and you know, I just Johnny know Tom Greenwood, York and the other guy, Johnny Greenwood. At one point, I thought it was I was confusing <coughs> Johnny Greenwood with with Lee Greenwood. <laughs> you weren't really. No, on. no. Well, I, 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 I did. I, I said Lee, uh, and then I and then he like Lee Star live no, in America. Yes, but then I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if Johnny Greenwood, Greenwood did a, Lee Greenwood. a Lee Greenwood and did a re- mm, remaking of that America song? Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna well, I was fly. I think there might be some tension there. I still, but I still don't remember. I'm bad with names so, anyway. So, right. Ed O'Brien, so the guitar player. Yes. Colin Greenwood's the bass player. Okay, so him and Lee Johnny, Greenwood are. Yeah, and Johnny <laughs> are, and the drummer's right, name right. is um, <laughs> Oswald. Th- no. Um, Shit, fuck. Uh-huh. See? I've forgotten. Forgot. And I knew it on the way out. I right? was going to, you know, I was going to write them all down in my notes, and then I said, well, well who cares? Uh, people know. They, they know who's in the band. Okay. Well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look it up. So, <laughs> okay, while well, you're looking it up, I'm going to announce, I'm going to help, uh, I'm going to welcome us into our first, this is the inaugural, inaugural broadcast of That Record Got Me High. And, uh... Phil Selway. Philip Selway. Philip Selway, there you go. Yeah, I thought it was important to know their names because they've been <laughs> such a huge influence on my, you know, my life listening that why, and I, I don't, sometimes I don't know the song titles either, which is, or the lyrics. Right. But it doesn't matter. Now, where you see, now, all right, let's, oh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get, all right, I don't know, okay. but let's get into OK Computer because were you a Radiohead fan before OK Computer? Absolutely not. Right, me neither. Me I wasn't either. The, I mean, yeah. I Except mean, Creep. Creep. I had heard, I heard Creep. It. it was fine. Um, it was fine, and when um, I saw the video... On MTV, they must have made an for announcement. Is for Paranormal? That's the same thing I did. We probably watched it at the same time. Because it was like, like a big deal. You know, oh, it was coming out. It was long and it was weird. Oh, and Radiohead, they're very, you know, it's a very experimental thing. So uh, did you go right out and, and buy it? We must have that? bought, I, I think Susan may have bought the album. I think, although I can't be sure. Um, but we bought it. We would have bought it at Watch Tree Records in Athens because we were living in Athens, Georgia. And you're buying what at that time? You're buying the CD. CD. We had a CD. Right. Yeah. Okay. We were we were you know hip. We had a CD player in the car and both. Yeah, I went out and got the cassette. cassette. Yeah, I was. Well, I had gotten beyond that to play it in my car. Yeah, no, we had CD players in the car by that point. That was yeah. we we had shitty cars with decent. Well, you were stairs. fancy. You were fancy people. We were. We were early adopters <laughs> of the internet. We were early Good adopters of all that shit. I think this is a this is a good point. We should we should have said at the beginning because this is our inaugural yeah, broadcast right. that we are musicians. Me yes, and Barry are both that's musicians. And we oh, have... we should introduce ourselves. <laughs> Jeez, man! Uh, it's a good thing we have these drinks. 
It was a cold opening. We did a cold opening, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. I think right. the inaugural. We're, yes. Obviously, we're we're learning our way. We're finding our way. So you know. we're gonna be fine. You guys, if if this is a thing now, skip to the tenth or twentieth. You know, broad, uh, broadcast, exactly. and we'll probably be exactly. probably it. much much more slick, smoother. Yeah. All right. So I am Rob Elba, and this is Barry Stock. Yes, and our, I think our voices are good. Sometimes podcasts you can't. Uh, I think you'd be able you to get people hear confused. Us. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I think you'll totally hear us and know. I've got a little southern twang. I'm from Central Florida. I'm a fifth generation native Floridian. So. Oh wow, shoot! I didn't know that. See, me and I, me and Barry have how how long have we officially known each other? Probably since 2011. Oh, okay. 12. Okay. Just because I, that's when I started playing with Steve. I played. We 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 both have bands. Rob is much more well known in South Florida than I am. But yeah, I started deal. playing with a local <laughs> band. I had been sort of on hiatus for many years because I had a couple of kids. Yeah, and you were in hiding. Pretty much. You were in hiding. And then I started playing with a, a local band, uh, Mr. Entertainment and the Pookie Smackers. And that's when I met basically everyone I'm friends with now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were like brought in. It was like a, a coming yeah, out party for me. Yeah, it was. And I, couldn't, I would assume that, oh, he must have just moved here from somewhere else. Because right, I, yeah. I would, someone I would have known time. and been yeah, friends yeah. with. Right. But it's fine. We made up for lost time. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we definitely come from the same. We, um, we, we grew up listening to a lot of the same things. Yes. Definitely, I would say lean towards the alternative. Oh yeah, you know, that, yeah. spectrum of music, yeah. uh, punk. So, whatever. what was your okay? Well, that since what was your first punk rock record? Where did you? When did you make the break from? And I'm going to use the, my example, Ted Nugent. <laughs> to right, yeah, listen to punk rock I music. did listen to Ted Nugent. Right, yeah. I did. I, I sort of because I listened to, to my oldest. I have a sister that's four years older, so I, I listened to Led Zeppelin and yeah. I. I listened to a lot of things because she uh, exposed me to it. So my first foray was the Ramones, and it was yeah. the the first Ramones album, and oh, it was wow. just and it was just like kind of an accident uh, because I was friends. I remembered reading like sometime around that time I saw in a Newsweek article or Times article about punk, oh, and I remember it sounded big. It sounded interesting, but it sounded scary too. Yeah, scary. <laughs> it sounded exactly. like scary. Yeah. But I was over at a friend's house that I, that I went to school with, and I guess it had to be middle school. I guess it had to be middle school, or it could have been. I don't know. It could, yeah, maybe. What year? School. I don't know. I'm really bad with years. Record is 76. Well, no, because I think by what had happened was uh, he had. I think the second album had already come out. Right. Mentally, yeah. had come out. But he showed me this. He was showing me records that his brother. He was into like Harry Chapin. He was a yeah, big yeah, Harry sure, Chapin yeah. fan. He had like a really good stereo system. Uh, but he didn't even listen to cool music. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even listen to stuff I listened to. Like I listened to Foghat. Yeah. And, all right. Leonard Skinner, yeah. and he wasn't into that. He was more like folky singing songs. Yeah, yeah, right. So soft, he said, soft, but soft. his his brother, he was like a, a kid that he had like much younger brothers and sisters. Like okay. he was an accident baby. So uh, his brother, who was much older than him, gave him this record, the Ramones record, and he and he had this look of disgust. He said, "Do you want this right, record?" Perfect. He said, "It's horrible." Yeah, right. He said, "They have a song about beating on a crab with a baseball yeah, bat," perfect. and he's telling me, and I'm thinking, "Well, that sounds that sounds cool. I want to." I want to hear that. What's the downside? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and he said, and look at them. They look, you know. Yeah. Like, so oh, was, yeah. Yeah, so. The shoes. For me, it was always, the, okay, the leather jackets. It was like the Bobo shoes from the, uh, 
the Chinese, you know, the, the, the Chinese grocery store like the there weren't orange heads basically, but they're cheap heads. You can tell they're yes, like, yes, they're yes. like <laughs> low budget heads. Yes. So that was your first one. That, that was it, and that was I sort of it. I sort of graduate gradually. I sort of ramped up and then hit and hit like a, a there was one seminal moment that I can absolutely point to. So I listened to Cheap Trick. And I, that was right. sort of, I, when they came out, I was like, yeah. And then I had listened to Iggy and the Stooges because I checked their records out of the Quincy, Illinois Public Library. Oh, wow. And so I, raw power. That's great that you, that that was an early thing when you were young. That's, yeah. That's impressive. And so I was lit, I would visit my dad in Illinois in the summers. And so this would have been about 77 and I would go maybe seventy eight. Go to the record. Go to the library. Check out these records. They had Adventure by Television. They had Robert Fripp Exposure. They had, um, and then they had Raw Power by E and the Stooges. And so I would hang out at this music store in town, and I would play these records. And I remember, I, and I, I put on Raw Power, and they they were just like the cover news. <laughs> this is horrible. This Iggy. Oh, this is terrible. <clears throat> to the Midwest, they knew who Iggy was, and they just were like, "Oh, right, this right, is right. awful, awful." So there was that, but I didn't. It didn't really. It didn't. I wasn't a. I wasn't a. I wasn't. What? How would you say a lifer at that point? Or I right. wasn't a. I had, my soul had not been saved by rock and roll at that right. point. Um, and then I was with some stoner friends in Orlando. One I was in a band with, and two two other guys, and we're at, sitting around, and would have been. 1980, early 1980, I think. And this TV show Fridays came on, which was a Saturday Night Live copy, and they had musical acts every week. And so uh, the guy, there's, there's sort of cheesy-looking guy comes out and says, he has in the wear a leather jacket, says, tonight's musical guest, The Clash. And, and it was like, and they came out and they played um, Lonely Calling. Yeah. And they yeah, played yeah. Uh, Train in Vain. They played Clamp Down. And they played Guns of Brixton. Right. And at the end of it, every, the, all the guys that were with were like, that sucked. Oh, they were terrible. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I just had, was kind of quiet. <laughs> and so the next day I went to uh, Camelot Records in the Winter Park Mall and, and, and I, I very sheepishly bought London Calling. Oh, like, nice. Like, you know, feeling really kind of like, ooh, like this is a step. Like this is a step. Once you do this, you're not going back. <laughs> We're doing OK Computer is our is our first yes. thing. Um, I think because we had we had had a conversation before yeah. about how it was a really uh, it, it was another life change. It was another one it was of those a big like, record oh, for both of us. Yes, yeah, it was absolutely. And I think the the thing about OK Computer is or radio just Radiohead in general is mm -hmm. that a lot of a lot of people can like a lot of our friends, yeah. elitist friends, can be kind of snobby about it. Like, oh, uh, you know, elitist friends. Yeah. <laughs> do, him excluding us from the elitist category no, is disingenuous. No, they're really elitist. We're not, okay, not we're not that elitist. Maybe okay, you are. Nah, Maybe you yeah. are. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. But um, because they probably they think of Radiohead the way I did when I saw the video of Creep when I saw them I sort of said oh okay they're these dour Englishmen right, sort of Brit pop but yes. they, yeah uh, yes. take themselves way Very too serious, seriously yeah, right. you know never never seen the sun <laughs> yeah. whatever all those things may actually be true <laughs> right but, but, but when yeah so when when I for me when I, when I heard that song and I went out and got it. I immediately, I, I remember I had it in my car and I was going, I was, I was playing in this band, in my band, and I went and I remember... Creep, is it Creep? 
Uh, no, 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 no. This okay, is when okay, I got okay, okay Computer. Okay, this yeah. is when I had the cassette yeah. of OK Computer. Got I got it. it. And I said, oh, my God, you got to hear Radiohead. And the, the drummer went, Radiohead? What yeah, the hell? Right. Why do I want to listen to Radiohead? Right. And then I, I played him it. And, of course, now he's, to this day, he's like, dude, he's a bigger Radiohead fan than me. He's like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not Sam. This is another. This is Mike. Uh, Okay. Bob Susis, my friend, right. Bob Susis. Okay. And uh, great guy, and yeah, became a huge, but yeah, his initial reaction was my reaction right. until he, he listened to this record, or this cassette. Or yeah, that. right, and then for me, I guess we saw the video, and either myself or Susan went to Wall Street and spent money we didn't have. How much were CDs in 1997? Seven, eight bucks, six I, to eleven bucks. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking they were over ten because yeah, that was the whole thing yeah. that record companies were making money hand over fist because they were so cheap to make. But then we would, you know, you put it on and you just realized that they were doing something. They and here's the thing about Radiohead for me, and that they tap into feelings that I have that not other music does not necessarily touch. So for me, it's very much a like, oh, I know, and this is this is a false. This is how everybody feels when they listen to music. Is that oh, the singer is you know it's speaking, feeling, to me. speaking directly <laughs> to me. So they're kind of like your emo band. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> they're, oh, they're for sure. Your, well, they, well, there was a couple of things. Because, my Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah. Well, they sound <laughs> like Joy Division, <laughs> right? Then the, they, then the singer sound like Joy Division. No, no, you're thinking of uh, there's other bands, but not my. Not my. Like, okay. <laughs> um, and so they do that for me, and then OK Computer had this, you know, it has this apocalyptic imagery. And sort of, that appeals to part, you know, part of my personality for sure. Yes. Um, and you know, I will. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, even though we're talking about. It, it's not my favorite Radiohead album. Oh, really? It's not. Uh, and, and maybe your favorite Radiohead record. Well, I, I was thinking about that. I'm. I'm gonna guess that Kid A is your favorite then. I like Kid A. I love Amnesiac, and I and I love Hail to the Thief. So Amnesiac and Hail to the Thief are really the ones that... Are, oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I really like Hail to the Thief, and I always wondered why a lot of people kind of slag it and, and sort yeah. of dismiss it. I don't know why. Uh, it is a great record, but I don't know. I guess I just... I feel like I have to say OK Computer is my favorite because it's probably the one I listened to the yeah, most. Well, yeah, well... And it was the one that got me into them, and, you yeah. know, and, and well, it was just so guitar, great. I mean, when the guitar... when he, That opening guitar line is so... Um, Defend, like captures your attention so immediately, and then all those sounds and textures come in that you're just you're just you know you're just open it just opens up this world. Basically, what they were doing with OK Computer was they were it was like opening up Tom York's psyche, I think, to the world. Whereas the previous couple of records had been you know rock records that were very cool and had had some. Some premonitions of what they were going to do on OK Computer, but I think it was, you know... It was realized... There was, there's a really uh, amusing... Well, amusing to me uh, quote I read from Tom York about the uh, bands. Because I, I, I 
visited the bands after OK Computer. I yeah. eventually listened to it. Sure. And it is a really good record, and yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I've never listened to the first one, Pablo Honey. Pablo I've Honey. never even listened yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think that, I don't think they disavow it, but I No, I just never, but I never, but he had a great quote. He said, he said, when they were making OK Computer, they, they didn't want to make another miserable negative record. <laughs> so it's like he wanted, he wanted to be more positive, and I love That's, how, how right. OK Computer is Tom York's oh idea of a happy, Your uplifting record. Record. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh every song, you know. It's got face it, it's got let down. It's this album has let down on it, which is, you know, just bleak lyrically from soup to nuts. Like, you know, let down and hanging around. And 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 crushed like a bug in the ground. And he's like, you know? Yeah. And um That's his happier uplifting uh Yeah. All right, well, uh, well, let's do it. I guess let's get into the record. Okay. All right. So we we sort of already you you started yeah. Airbags first song and you're yeah. right. It's a really great uh, album opener. And yeah. and one thing I think this record, well, I I guess they're they're probably like this with their records. Their records are put together very well. I think as yes. far as uh, yeah. how they move and then yeah. uh, the beginning and and the end the end song. Uh, yeah, a lot of thought goes into the entire. Thing. The, the, there's a, it's, I think there's an attempt to present a unified package, and I don't mean package as because they seem to rebel against that somewhat that commercial that sort of, or maybe they do it in it they do it in their own way. But it's a, I don't want to and I don't want to sound too pretentious, but it they want it to be I think a work of an, a singular or like each piece to be a singular standalone work of art. Like okay, this is this thing, and they don't. You know, they resemble right. each other some, but then in some ways each new record you're like, you know, right. always Which is the which is the gold standard of being Absolutely. a band. That should be what you really should aspire to, you know. <laughs> Think I about mean, how, yeah, how many people actually manage that. Though. Right. Well, but there are plenty of guys that that just uh, that just want to rock out, you know, <laughs> and they're they're okay with rocking out, and that's right. okay too. Right. But yeah, to want to make yeah, they they really some people are in competition with themselves. So, and I think they at least I think they must be in, because. That it, they wouldn't have that level of quality of, of releases over that period of time. Right, right. Because it's been a long time. Yeah, and I'm still, I, I, I still, uh, you know, I, I like In Rainbows. I just revisited the other day, it's and an it's awesome still a record. really it's great, a great record. record. But it's different. The thing about OK Computer is that it's the sound of a band, of a whole band. Yes. Like being magnificent yes. together. Because like, when I was reading about it, actually they said like uh, 80% of the record was actually played live. They played yeah. it together live. Which is a common misperception that they, oh, they just, they use Pro Tools and they do right, all this stuff. Right, right. Later on they did. But I mean, with that, and you could tell, but you could, in listening to a lot of the songs, you could tell. You could yes. tell it's the sound of, of people band playing band together. together. And also, I, I read a quote from Tom where he said a lot of his vocals were first takes. Because he didn't want to keep he didn't he didn't want to overthink it yeah. and sing and then and then and if you listen to it as great a singer it is you could sort of you could sort of hear that you yeah. could hear that he's kind of feeling his way around and uh, yeah. Um, yeah but so airbag great for a song and I and I just I love the uh, um um uh, back to save the the universe like yeah. a like a right. superhero type yeah. thing you know I, I right. survived and I'm bad so it's a really cool. Uh, First yeah. song of the maybe that's the positive. Maybe he got it a lot of the way. Yeah, in the yeah. first song, <laughs> and then you know, 
and and then we have paranoid Andrew. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so let me pull up the lyrics to Paranoid Android. The song that brought both of us to this record. That's right. And Which, and and I I had actually um, I had thought of something because I read that they recorded uh, other song a lot of songs for this record and the record company heard like song I think there was a song called Lift in particular. Yeah. And they they wanted that to be the single. Oh yeah, right. they wanted that to be the first, and they ended up not even put it on the record. And I was thinking, if that was the first single, and if I had heard that, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten no. this record. Uh-uh. No, something was at work in that their band dynamic, and I I think it's been admitted in interviews by all of them that um, it, you know it's that Tom York is it's his brainchild. So if they they are a band. But he is the, he is the, uh, he's pulling the levers. Yeah. Subterranean hopes of alien. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was, I was listening to that on the way up here and, um, was like to get the lyrics up so that I can, um, uh, and more bleak. Okay. The bleak stuff. I live in a town. Where you can't smell a thing. <laughs> you watch your feet for cracks in the pavement. Don't yep. want to crack break your mother's back. Right? Yep, yep. Um, but then the aliens hover, making home movies for the folks back home. And then he talks about the sad motherfucking people. Yeah, so <laughs> right. who, lock up, who lock up their spirits, drill holes in themselves. Which you know he's talking about the, these people with, the, with their piercings, with all the piercings and everything. Or, yeah, that or just, I just thought of somebody, you know, that, that they have to do something um, to make themselves, to, to, to bring life back right. to their life, other right. than being alive. And live for their secrets. Live for their secrets. <laughs> yeah, this is Tom's happy record. <laughs> yeah. But I was also thinking about that Butthole Surfer song, uh, which has a an un-PC title. You remember from, uh, called uh, Negro Observer? <laughs> from the Butthole Surfers? It talks about... Landing with in that. empty parking lots and deserted discount stores. <laughs> Negro observer, our land. Oh yes, I have store. heard that. And so it's this. And I, I just saw the same thing. I was like, oh, they're like looking from UFOs. They're like watching. You yeah, know, but that's rare. This is a very. This I feel yeah, like this, this is, right. is a very. Uh, this is the, him though. This yeah. is him because you know he's the guy oh, that yeah. feels like the outsider and is the outsider Would just observing be, everyone. Yeah. So yeah. That's, uh, oh, and then he asked, you know, wants to be picked up by a UFO, which I, I could certainly sympathize with. Although I would say that, you know, if if they pick me up and took me, they don't. It's not necessary to bring me back. I would say that. <laughs> I think, you know, that part of the that part of the song. If the UFO comes against me, I, I'm ready. I'll go. I'm worried where are we going. All right, so let's move. Let's let's go into. <laughs> We're going through the record. Exit music for a film. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, this is... <laughs> well, this always... This always... I always think of this... Every time this, I think about this as being... Uh, Berlin Wall... Uh, escape... Sort of Eastern European... Oh, communist. okay. Alright, so you take it real... You, you take it well, yeah, big I mean, globally. Okay. Yeah, before all hell breaks loose. Right. And, I, 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 and there is a way to look at it that's just like a guy and his girlfriend that are just going to elope or leave or whatever. Well, because I did read... Inspiration was... Um, 
Romeo and uh, Juliet. Like okay. he had just he he had seen the movie and he he said he he was crying at it, whatever. Yeah. And he thought like to them, why did they have to kill themselves? Why didn't they just right. leave? Why right. did they just escape? But uh, I uh, there was also there's another great quote from him because he he thinks that he sounds like well not that he sounds like but he 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 wanted this to be like Johnny Cash in Folsom Prison that album because. Because the vocals are way up front, yeah, and this yeah. this the vocals are uncomfortably. This song actually makes me uncomfortable because it's so intimate. Like his his voice, his yeah. his yeah. mouth is. You could tell is right up right. to the yeah, mic, yeah, yeah. and it's right, right in right your face. Yeah, he's, he's right on the mic. I love how Tom York thinks in any way he ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not. Like, I would not do that. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, but. like Johnny Cash. No, it's cool. But uh, yeah, this song is like, uh, and it's very cinematic. It's it, it's ironic that it's called exit music for a film because it is so. Well, yeah, I didn't know the part about Romeo and Juliet, which does make sense because I I always had the scenario of escape from a an oppressive. Right regime, but that's cool. That's good. That's what so you should do. The song is for the person, for the, the listener, to move them absolutely. as as it will. And we hope that you choke. <laughs> I moved. mean, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, that um, that's definitely more less. You know, there's not uh, uh, Capulets and uh, what's the uh, Montague Montague Capulets and Montagues. There's a uh, that's more Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I guess Tom York probably got got away with his uh, his Juliet, but um, yes. But then you know you can tell if things don't end well. No, so, um, and he's still and even if they end well, he's you're with this uh, depressed England. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he's not gonna cheer up all of a sudden. No, probably not. Right. Moving on to next, the next song is "Let Down." Oh God! <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of uh, uh, this is the uh, most depressed Englishman. This one. <laughs> so let down. So lyric, obviously, lyrically, let down speaks speaks to you. It does. It does because Tell me it's how totally, it speaks to you. It's there is nothing about this song that is any different. Twenty years, twenty-one years down the road than it was the day it came out. That humanity, in a certain sense, has not progressed in any measurable way from 1997 people having to go to work and being and just being in uh, um, misery and they don't know why? How they got there? How did <laughs> we get in the here? machine. Jesus, you're you're uh, you're oh, more absolutely. depressing than Tom. No, York. I absolutely think that. I actually think he was he tapped into like, um, don't get sentimental. It always ends up drivel. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so not only is he saying, he's saying, you know. Now what? Now I've never. Now I'm going to be honest and say that I I I don't for this song I don't pay attention as much to the lyrics. And I really musically, this is like one of my favorites because yeah. I love how the uh, how the melodies intertwine. There's different time signatures, but I also do like the fact that that you know what the words are and that it is kind of happy sounding, but it makes it like so it's, bittersweet. It's yeah, it's it's um, it is um, very much. Uh, um, Industrial Western 
society, urban. Right, right, right. And he, and he, and he sings it so maudlin and everything. But the music, to me, the music, if it was like a little faster, it would be, could almost be like happy sounding music. You yeah. Know? You know, there's a lot of... Um, mm, yeah. Um, crushed like a bug in the ground. There's no way you're going to get that to be happy. <laughs> um Shell smashed, right. juices flowing. Well, the, the the song is called Let Down. So. But I mean, and then you get this visual <laughs> of this insect that's been, that's, you know, crushed. Yes. And it's dying. But still, to make, the, to make that and then into such a great song, because I really, this song, I really like it. To me, this song sort of uh, is, is why I like the whole record, uh, just yeah. as, as far as... Um, as far as the the theme and and the music and that it's not you would think it would just be so it would just be a, a down and a depressing right. just a total downer right but, but like it's still a great out, like a swan's out but it's great to, right but <laughs> <laughs> yeah which which makes you want to kill yourself Correct. right when you and that's to the point of a swan's <laughs> oh yeah if absolutely. you killed yourself then my controller would be like. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Death race 2000. Yeah. 20 points. Okay, so let down. We and all know. We've all been let down. Yeah. <laughs> now we move into maybe karma. You're being, maybe <laughs> you're being let down right now. If you're still listening. <laughs> if you're still listening. This is the first one. It's the inaugural yeah, one. Right. We're, we're, we're just we're getting our feet wet. Yeah, we're going to edit. It's going to be great. It's I think great. I think it's all gold. Minutes. I don't think you can edit anything we've uh, okay. set out. We're all so... Right. We're wonderful. Karma police. Oh, see, police. Uh, this is the to me. This is the. Um, I don't want I, I, on an album that doesn't really have like per se a a hit or yeah. a standout track. This is this is the song though because this is the song that you could play for someone that would just say, "Oh, that's a good song." I like that. Didn't like Radiohead or didn't like it. I think could like it because right. it's because it's very catchy. It's just a catchy song, and also this song has the most. Sense of humor, I think, out of any of the songs they have. There. It does, but it's, um, you know, I've given it all I can. I've given all I can, but we're still on the payroll. <laughs> no matter what you do, you can't escape. Right, 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 right. You can't, and I don't know if he, you know, whatever payroll he's talking about, but you just get the general idea um he talks in maths and maths is not a word we use in the united states as in the way that they are using it he talks in you know he's uh yeah what, what does he mean what is he trying maths, to say it's like that? he talks in maths he's 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 i'm guessing that he is using jargon jargon oh, okay okay so okay. jar talks in maths he's using jargon he buzzes like a fridge so you get you know, he's making continuous noise. He's like a detuned radio. This is someone who is not, who is full of himself, perhaps like your hosts. And uh, <laughs> he is, is full of himself and is not, there's no in, actual information coming forth. And then this, the girl has a Hitler hairdo. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's great. I really like that. And, and like we that. have crashed her party, so <laughs> we're on her territory, you know? Right. We've all been there. You, yeah, you do stuff, and you you go to some place, especially when you're younger. It's, and this is something my wife discovered when she turned 50. You don't. You really just don't give a shit anymore, and if you don't like being somewhere, you're just going to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a younger person, you'll go to something, and you feel like you've invested, so you're going to, oh, leave, uh, 
I've invested. I came here, so I better stick around. Stick it out. Yeah, better you stick, stick it out. I, you know, and the older you get, the more you're like, fuck it. Right. I'm out. Right. See ya. This is great. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's what happened here is they're stuck. Uh, oh, and then, but then the chorus. There's a little, a lot of vengeance right there. This is what you get. <laughs> so what happened? What happened in between that first verse and the chorus? Like, did did they break something? Right. Or right. did he say something you nasty? But, but I feel like that's where the the humor. It's all done kind of humorly, and and I yeah, did, yeah. and and I did read somewhere that they did that on on tour, like the tour before that, they were. They were saying, "Oh, watch out, or we're going to call the uh, karma police." On you. <laughs> and that was where he, where right. the title came from, where yeah. it became a thing where they'd say, "We're going to uh, call the karma, karma police." police on it's you. what you get when you mess with us, right? Um, uh, and it's it's just so great. And and another thing that I that I read or heard was at the end of the song. You know, the end when it all sort of gets like um, it sort of goes on, and then the uh, the echoey repeaty part. I think so, yes. Okay, it just sort of, it, the song sort of uh, degenerates. It just sort okay. of degenerates. And that wasn't, originally they just had a very uh, traditional outro. Yeah. And uh, Tom and, and Johnny Greenwood just sort of, which this is like a weird thing for a band to do. They just went in and changed the ending and did this ending and didn't ask permission for the, the, the other band, the rest of the band. Well, and, that, that, that goes to my point that there are, you know, it's 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 his it's Tom York's brainchild, and they've they all those guys are absolutely crucial. I would I would not want to see anyone subbed out in that band. It, it would just not be possible. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I I agree. Was I agree. Like, what was? But what, yeah. If, if, what was, if what was a second Ramones bass player? Uh, CJ, CJ, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no Ramon. fucking CJ uh, Ramon, right? <laughs> In Radio Radio You're right. That would be bad. You're but right. It would. They but defer to his. If Tom, yeah. If Tom thinks now nah, the ending, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do it. They're going to defer. But. I also would like to think that at least one of those other guys said to, to someone else in the band, no, someone, he better be careful or someone's going right, to call the yeah, karma right, police on him. Police, yes. Okay. Um, but I, I want to know what they get when they mess with you. you know? <laughs> I want to see what, what really happened there. Maybe they get fitter and happier. Oh, God. <laughs> the Bruce voice, which um, I think Bruce, Bruce is still... I bet I could make Bruce talk right now. Is Bruce is is that like a Mac? It's a Mac thing. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of the song? This is I, I'm I was surprised like because this is obviously a song that's not like a a song song. It's one of these things that people put on a record and they because they want to include it because it fits in with the record. But no. it's obviously not something that's going to get played on the radio. Or right? Are they going to play live? But, I haven't thought you know. Right. But I really d don't mind this song on the record. I, I don't mind it. Which sometimes I I, I mind when some something's bands put on and it's like you just automatically skip it but number one because it's not that long it's short it's only about Laguna two minutes. Sunrise on volume four by Black Sabbath that's one of those like what the f come on right Fuck right it. yeah right. you're being okay you, 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 you don't have no material on your record right yeah. Yeah, yeah, I but, don't but I'm not going to listen to this <laughs> right. but this actually is I will listen to it because it, it's very uh what 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 he he wanted to do with this? I felt like he did in in yes. having these these words and having the machine say Dinner, the words. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, 
Effective. I think it's very effective, and uh, I actually don't mind this uh, as a song. I, mean, I, I won't don't skip either. it when I'm listening to it. No, it's it's because uh, it's got interesting sounds in the background, and then it just gets darker and darker. Right, right, and darker, exactly, exactly. You know, uh, on antibiotics, and you just fuck. You know. Oh, I was listening to electioneering on the way up here, and it was the last thing I listened to before, before I. Uh, I got here. Okay, Electioneering, I would say, is the most uh, traditional Correct. kind of rock song on there. It could have been on one of the earlier. It could have been on it the uh, Benz. Except for a certain... There's a certain... It's got that feeling of being in that new universe. Still. As Even far as... You're talking about... Radiohead. Uh, like, for them. Right. Even though like there was some... Some um, pivotal moment that happened, and that there's as there's before OK Computer and there's after, right? And so it still fits in this record, right? No, it fits in, but it could also be like uh, Muse. If you didn't know, you listen to it. It could be uh, it could be the band Muse, which also which True. came up after I I just. I just read the funniest thing the other day or heard someone say that they blame Radiohead for a uh, Coldplay. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, and I'm going to make a very, very, very controversial statement and that is that Coldplay are not terrible. I, I agree. You know what? I had a conversation with this with my friend, with my friend Sam Fogarino, yeah. who plays in the band Interpol, and yeah. they played some dates with uh, yeah. with Coldplay, and he said, "You know what?" He goes, "Aside from back, they're all really good guys." He goes, "But they're, they're not that bad." And no. I said, "No, no, you're right. They got they're an easy. They, it's go by association because there was a lot of people that listened to Coldplay and loved them that you're like, fuck. Oh that yeah, guy. that's right, exactly. And if if Radiohead's an easy band to hate." Coldplay is a much oh, easier yeah. band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're almost begging you, Dave. Okay. If you have any, you know, I have, I yeah. have a story. I, I, I almost hate to blow this story on the first podcast, but I'm going to tell it. So, bands, who's the most hated rock band in the past, say, 20 years? Nickelback. Bingo. Okay. All right. So, I went to <laughs> my wife and I uh, worked. Uh, at, for Student Campus Entertainment in, at FSU in Tallahassee in the late 1980s. And there was, I'm not going to name the guy because he's, he's a nice guy and we're friends with him. This guy who worked there who um, graduated before my wife did. I did not graduate from college. <laughs> That's a, me neither. So you, you're there listening you to two non-college graduates. Yeah, yes. right. Um, and so he graduated and he went to work for... Um, he worked for the Flaming Lips for a while for the woman that managed them. Okay, for a while. okay. Then he moved to New York, and for a long, long time, he was the manager and road manager for a great New York underground band called Alice Donut. Who, oh yeah, I know Alice Donut. Alice Donut, bless their hearts, they made good records and they put on live shows that were absolutely phenomenal, and they never could bottle the live show and get it onto. An album in a way that you went, yeah, right. But I've heard they were great. They were, they were like a like a crazier, noisier, uh, yeah, flaming lips, right? Flaming lips plus butthole surfers. Yes, yes, right, right, and yeah, yeah. They have some great songs, great and live, just like holy shit. Yeah, I've, I've never seen them. I wish All I'd right, so uh, shout out to Alice Donut. Okay, 
Then this friend of ours left doing that, and he went to work for um, an independent uh, label called Roadrunner. Okay. And Roadrunner was a big... Yeah. And Roadrunner got big, and he he discovered two bands while he was at Roadrunner. One of them was um, Slipknot. And uh, is one of his uh, discoveries. Okay. Nice. And then I remember when I got the email, I um, there was someone else that worked at his company that had the same first name as me. And so I used to get emails from the company every now and then by accident. And I would just like look at them and then delete them. So this is probably, this has been a few years ago now. I've got one that said, congratulations to the, our friend's name. For uh, his band, the band he is, a, he was an A&R person. He Discovery uh, uh, Nickelback has just sold when their record went platinum, and he's been promoted to vice president. Oh God! <laughs> and so, um, did you immediately had, call him up? No. <laughs> what I did was I took, um, I had some of those weird prank sunglasses with the googly squirrely eyes <laughs> and I put a towel a beach towel around my head and I took a picture of myself and I sent I, 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 re, I replied all to the email <laughs> from his company and said my name was like you know I had like Zorak or something from the home planet and we just want to c- congratulate our friend on his success and the you know for softening up the human race for our <laughs> and so forth and so I I hit hit send and it went out and I I saw a few replies that were like our friend's name has three letters and it was just three letters question mark uh. <laughs> <laughs> I never got another email from Roadrunner oh, but unfortunately um, they got bought by Warner Brothers and there was a decapitation and despite his success he now works for some obscure European label wow you know with like uh, doing like uh, and he discovered Nickelback that's crazy he's entirely responsible for the, <laughs> the hated Nickelback um so, oh, and the reason I sent the email back was because he had pranked on me really hard one time, called me up and was making threatening, but but funny, saying threatening but funny things in a southern accent, <laughs> wouldn't tell me who he was, and then finally he left me off the hook like after like 15 minutes. So I just kept that in my, you know, my, my left breast pocket. Right. <laughs> and then I, I, so I know that we know, my wife and I know the person Responsible, responsible for, for Slipknot. Nickelback. Okay, whatever. Nickelback. You know what? I don't honestly. I don't know any. I've, I've heard maybe you know two or three songs, whatever that were on the radio. I know nothing about, but I'm sure they are. But I I say this, and people think I say it to be funny or to be that. I see no difference between Foo Fighters and Nickelback. Okay. To me, they they could be the same we've goddamn band. We've drifted into we've drifted I'm just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> After a certain. Okay, I'll give you. After the you don't have to give me. It's okay. You don't have no, to. No, I'm no, not saying it's rational. <laughs> I would say the first three Foo Fighters record and parts of the fourth one were really were good rock, good rock records. And the first record actually has a lot of. It was actually pretty damn cool. I didn't mind the first record. I remember listening to the yeah. first record. I liked the first record. Uh, but now I'm talking about with you know the now. It's giant. I see no rock. difference. Yeah, you I don't, see no you're difference. correct. It's Stadium Rock 
it's it's become that thing that's um, where you are always um, you have to start thinking about once you a certain employ a certain number of people, you have you are your your consideration sometimes starts to be oh. How, how am I going to keep them employed? And so how am I going to do that? One way is by, you know, being Dave Grohl. You know, Radiohead, I don't know how they do that. Like, because they, they, they work pretty sporadically. Right. right. And so, you know... The, but they still, when they get together, they actually make good music together. They don't they write do. shitty songs. Yeah. But I believe it's true that later on, they work more and more independently on the album, on the records. That oh, yeah, do. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they, yeah. it's not, not all the same But I, I did hear, I, I remember reading somewhere recently that they were, they, they wanted to go back to sort of like a band. Organic. Thing, more of a organic play together, do a band yeah. thing. So maybe they're going to revisit how they recorded OK Computer a little bit. Maybe they'll do that. I could see it happening because, you know, there's only so much working, working by yourself and doing that. Yeah. That could be very isolating and everything. Yeah. And working with other people yeah. is, is a whole different thing. So I could see them wanting to move towards right. that. And that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have... Cla- oh, we, didn't talk, we didn't really talk about electioneering the lyrics at all, but just riot shields... Voodoo Political, economics. Well, this is like, yeah, this is definitely... It's I just say, business. Uh, Cattle prods in the IMF. I re- trust I can rely on your vote. By the way, this this podcast is being uh, <coughs> recorded you, Brian, Brian at Franklin. the spacious uh, Brian Franklin abode in I'm beautiful re- Western I'm really Florida. sorry. I'm really sorry about what happened with the toilet. Uh, <laughs> I think a plumber can probably come out. Of, but, I, you know, you're in California, so I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> He'll be okay. He'll be fine. Right. Very forgiving. These things happen. All right, where are we going? We got. We are climbing up the walls now. Okay. All right. <laughs> the climbing up the walls. Climbing up it's the got walls. that very. Uh, it's got uh, musically. It's got oh, that yeah. very uh, layered, yeah. stringy. Up, oh, battery's <laughs> running out of gas, people. Nah, <laughs> we nah, got to get through this record. Drink. Drink, okay. Okay. Um, this uh, uh, this song. What do you think this song's about? Um. I read, can I just tell you, I read the most pretentious thing about the song. Not, not anything be, about lyrically. Could be pretentious, could be right. Well, no, no, it's pretentious <laughs> just, just, to even, just to even read about it. That the string section was, um, that was, they were uh, inspired by the, by, by, a, by a piece by Christoph uh, uh, Podernecki or something and really? and his piece the something to the victims of Hiroshima it's like some piece and that's what they patterned it after and and uh, that you gotta just give a, 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 a face has a skeptical look a rock band credit for for saying no this is from the Greenwood kid was, uh, oh, was really? saying that yeah, he that, said that he said specifically that it was inspired because he did the uh, the string arrangement in this and that uh, okay. was inspired by um, this uh, this uh, obscure well, just, uh, or maybe he's not obscure I don't know I'm not really big on my well uh, this is you know or, this is orchestral a, arrangers this, this is a, this is just about <laughs> a character um, do not cry out or hit the alarm and you know it's just a creepy creepy you know, creepy song. I've got the smell of a local man who's got the loneliest feeling. Um, yeah, I don't want to meet this guy. This is uh, yeah. I like it. blows to the back of your head. Um, it's always best when the light is off. I. Ooh, um, 
I this like this because I feel like this is a song that he's writing about, like you said, like about someone else, just this about is, someone like like just a little character study of this bizarre, yeah, yeah different yeah, character, different. which is different, yeah, for him because it's not so uh, um, sort of getting outside himself. A little bit because you can definitely see him as uh, um, um, the the um, Romeo in the. You could definitely see him. Um, being oh, being the uh, a protagonist in yeah, the, in the exit music, exit music, right? Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. Yes. But for this, yeah, I feel like this he's just seeing about someone. Like yeah, he observed somebody observed this and made up this and probably and made up this little story about him, which is great. I, I really like I stuff like I that. I don't feel like I feel like some of the rest of the record. He is inhabiting those people. He's inhabiting whoever's saying those things. Right, right. Uh, Which is great. This is, you know, just a creepy guy. You know, the 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 janitor at the at the uh, stadium that st- stuck around a little too long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we have... Oh, no surprises. No surprises is actually one of my personal favorites on the record. And uh, I Mm. always... This song, when I had the cassette of it, I always thought it was like a glitch in the cassette because the beginning (laughs) kind of sounds like a little... Like warbly. Yes. And then later I found out... Do you know that, that they slowed... That they recorded the music and they slowed it down and then he sang over the slowed down music. Did not know that. Yes, they slowed it down because not they, a whole lot. Not a lot, but they slowed it. But you could hear a little warbly. It's like a little slower. Like someone because he because uh, uh, Nigel whatever wanted them to play it slower, but they Nigel, they couldn't get yeah. a groove. They got a groove faster, so he just slowed it down, and then uh, and then uh, Tom sang over that, and that's why. So. I thought for for years that it was just oh my my tapes messed up at the beginning of it and then finally I heard it streaming. This is let down part two though. A heart that's full up like a landfill. Oh yeah yeah right garbage. right yes absolutely absolutely. But this is another one another like happy almost sounding yeah. you know like a uh, like a lullaby sounding song you know very lullaby like singing to a child but it's got these uh, depressing you know I'll take a quiet life, a handshake of carbon monoxide <laughs> uh, his final bellyache with no alarms and no surprises Oklahoma is going to be uh, trying their first uh, um, execution using uh, nitrogen gas instead of uh Lethal injection because they can't get the drugs from Europe. Uh, so, um, a handshake of carbon monoxide. <laughs> it's actually going to be um, nitrogen, which kills you painlessly and without any uh, reaction from the body. <laughs> See, so this, it's, to me, it sounds like a nursery rhyme, but it's obviously very messed up. Oh, like yeah, a yeah. fucked up and well, yeah, fucked handshake up. Of carbon, you know, when I think of carbon monoxide, <laughs> I think of some guy with you know, the vacuum cleaner hose that's going from his. Exhausted his car back in the window, and he's just sitting in the garage. Uh, and and I also did. I read that this was that they did the song in in a take, in just one take. They played it in the damn. song, and, and if you listen to it, you can sort of hear because it, it does sound very. It Tend sounds very in. very live, very yeah. playing it live. Sometimes that's the top take. vibe that you're never going to get back again. Right, exactly. Which is probably why they uh-huh. uh, they kept it and just slowed it down and worked with it from there. Right, I think you know uh, probably. Uh, I think that uh, Nickelback uses that technique. <laughs> 
<laughs> callback. That's good. We had a callback earlier. Nickelback. See, now you have to keep the Nickelback thing in, or else yeah. the callback will make yeah. no sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no alarms and no surprises. We all we know that feeling. Like the alarm goes. Like the alarm goes off in the morning. And you're in denial. Like, no, no, no. Right. He almost sounds. He almost sounds like slightly drugged when he's the way he's singing. Yeah, yeah. He sings well, it very, that could be that, that could be effective to speeding up a little bit too. Right, 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 right. But he almost does sound that, which I Bring really out like. The government, they don't speak for us. Jesus Christ, we're still. We're, I mean, we haven't we haven't advanced one footfall. I feel like as I societally, like I think we've regressed. I remember the. Like when I was in high school, um, was the closest, and this was early Reagan years, but um, there was a great deal of um, harmony between the races. And especially my, I went to a very right. mixed high school. Yeah, me too. Me and too. It's like nobody cares. It's true. It's true. And then, For the most part. Yeah. And then it just all went to shit. It all went to shit. I thought this was going to be fun. Now we're up to Lucky. Lucky. Alright. Bring up the Lucky lyrics. <laughs> I, I read that the lyrics were drawn from York's anxiety about transportation. <laughs> yes! Because well, among, among other things, Tom apparently has an anxiety about transportation. Thank, thank God, thank God that Tom York has those anxieties, or we would have this fun right. music or this podcast. Good point. We'd well, be doing a podcast. podcast. <laughs> well, this is not Just so people know, this is it's not a Radiohead, but this will be the only Radiohead record we do. We promise. We'll do many other records, all different records. Yes, no, no. Yeah. I think when we're done, we're, we, we will have covered. And if I got the live record, remember every song I had in the seventies? I had that record. I had that record. And by the way, that record's awesome. And we may do that at some point. Badass. Because their name. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll this time. I feel my luck has changed. Oh my god. Let me know. I live right next to the dog track. So I know about the, that. I know those people. So where does the transportation? Because I thought of that too. I always thought of it as as that luck. But where does the transportation come in? Because I'm trying to think. What are the what are the layers? Yeah, the air crash. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, oh there you go, there you go. That, that's not your superhero here standing on the edge. The head state is called so, for me by name. So is he being ironic calling the song Lucky? Is he being yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is. Think about every guy that has a nickname Lucky. Right, yeah. It's like the guy that has a nickname Tiny in the South. He's got to be Tiny. I mean, it's always a 400-pound guy. Exactly. Tiny, over here. The brand name Peanuts. And, um, I feel like this is their uh, one of their more a uh, Pink Floyd mm -hmm. songs, definitely. But something we haven't talked about is the fact that when this ever came out, people like, "Oh, it's very Pink Floyd." Yeah, well, very uh, Dark Side of the Moon is a yeah. good. I think is a good comparison to this record because it's something. It's a record that you could enjoy as a whole. Yes. And it's sort of meant to be enjoyed as a whole. And uh, it's definitely a good bit. If you're going to be compared to a record, that's not yeah, a right. record exactly. you can play it it's not True. God damn it, Barry. you got to type in a radio head before you do the lyrics. There we go. There's a rest. Right, go ahead. 
The oh. tour. This is so. This is the final. We're at the final song, people. Yes, the final song. Oh yeah. And oh, one thing, man. one thing I've noticed about Radiohead is they do. They have really good last songs on records. They're it's good at that. It's a conscious effort of closing out the record. Yes, exactly. With something I agree. That, that I agree. wraps everything up and says this is this is like the credits. Right. You yeah. know. Exactly. Exactly. Um. This one, the tourist. It's kind of. I think it's a waltz. I, I think it's a waltz. Yeah. <laughs> Six eight. One two. Okay, three, I don't know that much, but five, I know it's like the one, waltz is like a one two three one two three one two three. Yeah. This is one, six that. three four six eight same but, shit. And uh, I think I, I I also read that he sort hmm. of uh, this was like an observation of seeing tourists. Like rushing around to see different things, and right. so in the song, Missing everything. yeah, and he's yelling at them to slow down, hey, slow and down, just where slow you go down. Like a thousand feet per second. Right, right. So mm. slow down and enjoy, you know, idiot. enjoy the idiot. <laughs> slow down, idiot. Um, yeah, and it's really, uh, it, it is a really great um, uh, album closer. And then at the end, the. Uh, a guitarist drop out and it's just the uh, it's just the bass and the drums and then right and then right at the end you just have that bell that ding, <laughs> ding and then and that's it you know the record. knowing how to knowing how to how to end things is just as important as knowing and think about the opening notes how much how you grab your attention the you know you, you're you're instantly just like your attention is just like with that clap. Yes, you know, right. Bah, 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 with this, uh, this, you know, this uh, interesting guitar figure that's sort of chromatic, and but it's played with a lot of distortion and with a lot of conviction. You know, it's not, there's no, there's no hesitation. Right. It just, it, yeah, it calls you to attention at the beginning of the record, and then at the end, you've got this nice little song in the wall signature, and then it, the guitars drop out, and then it ends with just a little ding at the yeah. end. So yeah. British. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's more, rather, this is... Oh, I, I think that record got, got, got me high. There's Absolutely. more records that, that get us high. I Speaking of that, now moving on. What is I I picked this one that for the inaugural uh, podcast I picked uh, Radiohead OK Computer so we agreed we were going to switch off so yeah. what is the next record we are going to well play? let's let's talk about it um, let's say if we put some sort of constraint on it and say okay would be you know it's easier to pick something before that right. Well, but I don't want to constrain you. This is your first one you're going to pick. Pick anything. You what, make you it challenging. But you didn't think of one already? <laughs> I thought of all kinds. I, 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 there's millions of records that I right. want to talk about. I know. I have a list in my head. But what is the next one? Just come on. Let's do it. Let's pick a next uh, one now. So then we'll be tied to it. Okay. Um, I feel like I really put Barry on the spot. No. We can always edit this. <laughs> this is the segment. No, this is the segment of the podcast called Put Barry on the Spot. Yeah. Um, okay. Like so pre-1997... And let's say, um, let's do something from, let's do Daydream Nation by Sonic Youth. Oh, okay, there you go. Great. Two, and I have a story to go with that one as well. I'm sure you do. (laughs) I'm sure you do. All right. So there we go. Next record we do is going to be Daydream Nation, Sonic Youth. I like it. Thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you. Well, if you're still listening, that's uh, amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll have some commercials next time with some great commercials. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we're sponsors, getting that sponsors company. are going to be lining up to get on this. Bedding company. Or <laughs> <laughs> to get on this. Bed bug removal.
service, or if you have, you know, horribly itching nipples, I think we'll have some sort of cream that you can put on it that'll sponsor our show. Alright, thank you all for listening to me. That record got me high. I'm Barry. Hey. Good night.